over the years when I've said to myself, man, it's a bummer that most people don't get to see the type of things you get to see on a mountain bike. For most normal humans, they'll never have access to the views, experience nature, and just just see the things we get to see and and what the mountain bike has allowed us to do. And with the e-bike, uh, it's, it's that experience, you know, amplified. It just opens up a huge amount of possibilities. It's done. We started updating the Pivot Shuttle family with the launch of the Shuttle SL just about exactly one year ago. For those who are not familiar with our nomenclature, this is our e-bike lineup. Then we released the Shuttle LT, aka Long Travel, a couple of weeks later. And today it is the day we show the new Shuttle AM, which stands for All Mountain. Not only is it a completely new bike, but we also now have offerings for every motor and power flavor out there. From Fazua Ride 60 on the SL, the Shimano EP8 on the LT, and now not only a Bosch CX, but also a CX race with multiple battery options. I need to take a breath here and we should take this a little bit slower. Nonetheless, a lot of news today on the Pivot All About Bikes podcast. My name is Jens Staud, your host for today, and with me is Chris Kokelis and Kevin Taishu to share all the details of the all-new Shuttle AM, how it makes our e-bike family complete, what it offers on a trail, and all the finer details you all are curious about. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, Jens. <laughs> Thank you. Before we start, we need to introduce Kevin, Chris. It is the first time here Hello. for him, so let's provide yes, some insight. It is. Yeah, it's actually surprising that Kevin hasn't been on one of these podcasts with us uh, as he's been around since the beginning of the company. Uh, Kevin, most people know, is our head of engineering. Uh, he's also a Pivot founder and shareholder of the company, and uh, Kevin and I have worked together for a very long time, pretty much as long as I can remember, and he's really a critical and key part to the success of Pivot and has been since our upset and has been since our inception and and certainly he's critical and key to the development of our entire e-bike lineup. Kevin has been with Pivot from the very beginnings. Not only he's a great rider, but he brings tons of experience in engineering with him. Kevin, can you tell us about your past in your engineering career and accomplishment prior to starting Pivot? Yeah. Well, my uh, career really began when I was in high school. Uh, when I started a snowboard company with my best friend. And uh, we, uh, we ran that company for a good 10 years together. Um, and then uh, I left it when I went to college, or actually when I graduated from college, but uh, still spent some time in the snowboard industry. And uh, that really gave me a good background in good product design and manufacturability. So I got some good experience there, but then I moved on to uh, having my own design consulting company with that background and allowed me to basically work my way into the bike industry, which is where I met Chris. As Chris said, been working together for a really long time and uh, we really clicked from the beginning, both in riding and, and work. So it's worked out quite well. It's kind of interesting that when you think snowboards and bikes, at first sight, it's not the same, but on the other hand, you, you're putting different materials and, and composites together. It's, yeah, there may more similarities than you may expect. When I met Kevin, we had actually uh, started doing composites uh, at Titus. I met him through his consulting company and we hired him to help us with uh, composite development. And we had a, 
a line of components, handlebars, and we were also molding carbon fiber tubes and, and building lugged bikes in-house. So uh, Kevin brought a lot of that knowledge and technology to the company. And yeah, as we said, we've been working together ever since. What I really remember with Kevin is if you try to follow him in Moab, you see some really crazy lines. And I, I tried to follow them and I almost busted the rear wheel like maybe 10 years ago. So you know every rock there by name, Kevin, do you? <laughs> yeah, I, I may have names for some of them, but uh, for me, it's definitely more like uh, remembering where my favorite donut shops are in my hometown. <laughs> it's, that's, uh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. When, I, uh, when I'm in Moab with Kevin, I always uh, choose to follow his lines because it, uh, he, he, does, he, he does know what's coming next. So um sets you up for the next section of the trail for sure we mentioned it in the intro even though the shuttle family was complete with the previous shuttle am we wanted to update it and because we don't do things halfway at pivot we started with a blank sheet of paper right pretty much you know uh we launched the original shuttle in 2017 and have updated it several times over the years now at its inception that concept was to build an emtb That was basically the E version of our switchblade, and, and we did a good job accomplishing that in 2017. Um, it, it was and still is a, a very well-integrated bike with incredible handling, and in, uh, it, in many ways the idea was to make you forget you were on an e-bike. Really having a good-performing all-mountain slash enduro bike that made you feel just great on the bike. Um But at the same time, you know, human nature was to want more. And as that bike evolved, it really began to move towards the Firebird, but without the same rear suspension travel. So with the introduction of the Shuttle LT last fall, we were really able to build a more purpose-built product to fill that E-Firebird position in our lineup. Um, and now with what is essentially the fourth generation of the original Shuttle, the new Shuttle All-Mountain gets back to the roots of delivering that switchblade performance in an electrified version. And really, for those who don't know, the switchblade is our most popular model because of its ability to really do it all. It pedals fantastic. It feels at home on fast, flowy XC-type trails, as well as ripping it up in the bike park. Um, really, it's the, it's the best do-it-all bike in our lineup. Um, and that's the, and the, the new Shuttle AM has that same DNA built in. So... Now we have a really complete lineup with the Shuttle SL as the lightweight trail bike of our EMTB group. The new Shuttle All-Mountain being the all-around, do-anything, go-anywhere all-mountain bike. And then the Shuttle LT is the true enduro long-travel crusher. Besides the visually obvious update to the suspension design, which means this bike now also features a vertical shock, the big news may also be the motor. We teamed up with a German motor maker. What do we offer, Chris? Yeah, we, uh, we partnered with Bosch on this project because some of their latest innovations and battery offerings are, are simply awesome. And we felt it would be a great complement to what we wanted to achieve with the new Shuttle AM. So all Shuttle AM models use either the Bosch Performance CX drive system or the new Bosch CX race motor, depending on the build level. The CX race is a limited edition drive system. It's really cool because, well, first of all, Bosch has to authorize it for each company and approve a specific type of bike that it's being offered on. They don't want it on city bikes. They don't want it on step-throughs or cargo bikes. 
Uh, and then they all, they limit it to only 500 units per year. So it's super exclusive and only offered on our highest end team level build. The motor features a magnesium casing to save a bit of weight. It's 136 grams weight savings over the Performance CX motor and uh, also access to the Bosch race mode, which is pretty insane and excessive for most people. But if you want it, the only way to access race mode is if you have the race motor. Also, we use two different size batteries depending on the build. Both the team and pro level builds use a Bosch 750 watt hour battery, while the ride level build uses Bosch's 625 watt hour battery. All of the build levels use the same frame and have the ability to run either size battery, although it does take a fair amount of disassembly to change batteries. Regardless of which battery you choose or have, Bosch will soon be offering their new Powermore 250 watt hour range extender, making for a whopping 1000 watt hours on the pro and team builds and 875 on the ride build. That really enables anyone the ability to go crazy distances. Um, and then you can use multiple range extenders if you want. Trying to burn through a thousand watt hours is insane. It's a lot. That's a big, big day. Chris, you explained that the Shuttle AM is pretty much electric version of the Switchblade. But the Shuttle SL, on the other hand, is the equivalent of the Trail 429 in a kind of an Enduro spec. So it's even a little bit more because it has more travel in the back and in the front. And as you put it, the Firebird E is the Shuttle LT, which is just flat out Enduro e-racing. Yeah, so it really fills out the line and, and yeah, gives a wide range of, of bikes to fit everyone's needs, just, just like our uh, muscle bikes or analog bike lineup. You mentioned an internal battery, so there might be a reason to put an internal over a removable battery in there. There are some benefits to that, right? There are. Yeah, there's some big benefits, actually, and uh, I can get into some of them. Kevin will talk about it a little bit as well. You know, weight is always a big topic that people want to know about e-bikes, but even more so, it's how that weight is placed on the bike, especially because the ride feel, ride characteristics, basically what you're feeling out of the chassis are all very tied to this. The, really, the most natural or acoustic feel, bike feel you can get is on our Shuttle SL with weights down to about 36 pounds or 16.3 kilos. And on the other end of the spectrum, you get that full rowdy, big travel, slack geometry, and the big battery on the Shuttle LT. But with the Shuttle LT, we keep that weight super low. The battery is actually sitting down underneath the motor. Uh, so you still get that super poppy feel. But there's also that super planted high grip feel where you know and feel that you're on a high power, big travel enduro e-bike. Now with the Shuttle AM, we fall really in between the two. The weights are a little closer to the LT because of the big batteries, but the chassis balance and overall feel of the bike make it a more playful and nimble bike. The frame is a little more svelte with the way the down tube wraps around the battery, and even the battery mounts are designed with a material that allows the front end feel to match that of the switchblade. How has this affected design decisions on the bike, Kevin? Yeah, weight is always a primary driving factor in any bike design. We just... Uh... We spend a lot of time figuring out how to keep the weight down, but on e-bikes, it's even more important because it, you can really feel the effect of it and where it's located. So yeah, the biggest place, as Chris mentioned, is battery You know, placement really makes a large difference in the way the bike feels. So in this particular bike, we had to go with a direct mount battery because it really allowed us to put that weight down and get it low to make a bike that rides better. 
when when we talk about the frame itself, what are the challenges to making a, it fit a motor and a battery? So m some may think you just scale this down tube and slam a battery in the BB area. Yeah, it's it's e-bikes are way more complex. They require so much more thought into where everything goes with the cable routing and different structural requirements, different loads on the bike. It's all adds up to a more complex system. You know, the first challenge you run into is just even finding pivot locations that work with the drive unit and aren't fighting for space with it. That's one of the first things we have to go through to figure out. And then beyond that, there's you've got this giant down tube. So how do you fit that water bottle in there yet still have enough standover? That's just a more complex system there as well. And then all this stuff with air cooling, wire routing, wire connections, assembly, making sure everything comes in in the right direction. Pretty complex. But then on top of that, it still has to look super good. So I'm, I'm, I mean, bikers are a very specific breed, to say the least. Hard to please because everyone has their very own idea of how to build a perfect bike or how it looks. Within the Shuttle AM, you mentioned our different options for motors and batteries, Chris. Can you please specify those a little bit more? Sure, yeah, we, we spend a lot of time making sure we have a really nice range for everyone, depending on what they're doing with the bike, their price range, to accomplish the widest range. And uh, as I mentioned before, every bike gets the same frame, so every model has the highest end carbon, and all, all models will have that same awesome feel on the trail. Also, other than the race mode, Both motors are from Bosch's Performance CX line, so they offer identical performance up to the turbo mode. With this bike, we went a bit bonkers with the team build because the drive system is a limited edition. We can only sell so many. So we wanted to build an absolute baller of a bike. The team build version features carbon wheels, carbon cranks, SRAM's new XX wireless transmission system, Fox Kashima everything, And of course, the Bosch race motor with the 750 watt hour battery. That's the, the top of the heap. The Pro Build offers nearly all that same performance at a more attainable price level. The Pro Builds are always our best selling builds because of the balance of like trick stuff to quality and price. The Pro Level Build uses alloy wheels. SRAM's new XO wireless transmission system still has Kashima everything. And then the Performance CX motor with that same 750-watt-hour battery as the team build. And then, still getting that same performance, but at a slightly lower price point, the ride build offers really the most bang for the buck. You get the same performance CX motor as the Pro build, but with a 625-watt-hour battery, a Shimano SLX XT drivetrain, and Fox Performance suspension. We don't spec anything that I wouldn't ride personally on my own bikes, and I'm not really afraid to admit that I'm a bit of a bike snob. So on the e-bike, we certainly don't mind giving up a little bit on the weight side as we come down in price, but performance and durability need to remain at the highest level regardless of which build anyone selects. So you're the bike snob, so you potentially will run the CX race, I guess. Potentially. <laughs> 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 you mentioned that you save a little bit of a of 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 a weight uh, with the magnesium shaves off some grams, but there are still some tiny differences that people may want to know about. So, what's the the the, the, the finer details if you go all in on the race motor in race mode? The race motor 
comes with the capability of having this race mode. And in the race mode, it has some interesting options. Uh, there's a hard cutoff at 25 kilometers per hour for the EU or kilometer rated countries and 20 miles per hour for the US. This really differs from other modes and other systems where power starts to taper one or two miles per hour before the legal limits. You're getting full blown power all the way up to that legal limit and then boom, it just kind of falls off the cliff. It, do, it certainly doesn't feel natural, but you're pulling all the way to the limit. And that's one of the reasons they, they call it a race motor. It gives you everything it can give you pretty much all the time. Also, when you stop pedaling in the race mode, the motor continues pulling for a full one second without pedaling. It's a lot to handle if you're, if you're not riding full out. Basically, you need to be pushing the bike to be able to handle this. The Performance CX is already mighty powerful and for, for real on the race motor, you wanna get used to this before you check out the race mode and head out on the trail. Will we see some scolds and warnings popping up when you just enable that switch? I don't think so, but uh, just it's just something to get used to. It's uh, the Bosch people actually in their presentation originally said everything's been turned up to the absolute legal limit. And that is the case. It is more than pretty much anybody needs on most trails, but it's also exciting to have it when you, when you want it or when you actually are doing e-bike racing and, and you're pushing your limits and having that motor there to back you up. It's worth getting used to for sure, but uh, it's it's a lot of power. So sometimes that is what you need. But I didn't have any close calls. <laughs> okay. Yeah, were you going to ask me if I've had a close call on it? Did you? Did you have <laughs> did you have a close call on it, Chris? <laughs> let's just say I've learned to respect its power. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's not get in, into the details of that. You you mentioned it uh, on the bills, Chris. Uh it stands out that even already on a mid-range build we offer a wireless shifting group. So, uh, it's featured on a team and a pro build and from our learnings, it might be a really, really good match on e-bikes, right? Yeah, I think the new SRAM transmission is really nice for e-bikes, with a, particularly e-bikes with a lot of power. It, it shifts smoothly under a full load, so the rider no longer needs to let up or think about their shift points in the same way. You can pretty much slam a shift and the transmission will just handle it, uh, handle it quietly as well. So you don't feel like you're putting a beat down on your drivetrain and it, uh, and it really does, even in that race mode, handle things very nicely. The Shuttle AM is the sweet spot between the LT and the SL. A Fox 36 and a Float X offer a lot of support for proper riding while saving some weight. What is the travel on this bike and what kind of riding do you benefit the most on it? The bike has 148 millimeters of rear travel, 160 millimeters of front travel. Uh, we gave the bike just a bit more travel than the switchblade because you tend to hit things a little bit harder and faster on an e-bike. So a little bit more travel works really well in this application. Of course, too much travel starts to have an effect on chassis setup, bottom bracket height, or drive unit height in this case. 148 millimeters really ended up being the right spot for us. It really puts this bike in the zone of just absolute versatility. If you want to hammer it, the Bosch system can handle it, no problem. But if you want to just cruise, it feels super natural. Geometry is designed to be progressive, but it's not going to be intimidating either. It's, it's not a plow. It can handle whatever you put it to. The bike has a nice neutral feel that gives the rider confidence everywhere. The range... With the 750 watt hour battery is massive, definitely does not give you range anxiety. Even the 625 
watt hour battery won't give you range anxiety. That's more than most people need. Also with the addition of the Powermore 250 watt range extender, it really makes the possibilities of where you go on this bike nearly endless. So it means that the range ex extender you can slam on both versions, right? Absolutely. Yes, the range extender works on both. Getting a little bit nerdy here, from the geometry pivot offers bikes not only to fit the rider's height, but also their riding style. So if you look at the geometry numbers on SL, AM and LT, they all offer very short C-tubes, low standover heights. Kevin, you're like five foot seven-ish? Yeah. Chris, you're closer to six foot? Mm-hmm. And I'm like this Yankee tall six foot three dude. Kevin, can you explain the concept of choosing your frame size, not only depending on your height, but rather on your riding preference, your riding style? Yeah, you know, we're always working to increase standover clearance uh, with the new bikes and also fit water bottles in as well. In, in the case of the Shuttle AM, that also means clearance for new range extender, even on the smallest size frame. With 148 millimeters travel, we can also go with a shorter shock, which keeps the upper linkage lower on the frame. Also with the battery being non-removable, we can rotate the motor downwards so we can lower the shock down even further. This enables us to drop the tubes down even lower, making the frame more compact and increase the drop of the top tube. Making the frame more compact increases standover clearance and everybody's always looking for that. Also, as the frames get smaller, we slim the tubes down. This really makes the sizing work for everybody. This allows more flex for the smaller frames. It's actually harder to get a smaller frame to flex than it is to get a larger frame to flex. So it's more challenging as the frame gets smaller. It means um, you're changing the carbon layout, right? Or the amount of carbon? Yeah, we changed both the uh, amount of carbon in the frame, but also the cross-section of the tubes in order to uh, modify the flex. We should really put that out there. Uh, maybe take photos of the extra small frames. It's not available on the Shuttle AM, but for instance, on the Shadowcat. And it, the tube diameter you mentioned, Kevin, it's really remarkable how diverse these frames look, like the extra small ones, super, super tiny diameters, and the, the large ones drastically increased to fit the needs of the heavier and taller riders. Yeah, that's all part of the plan. It, it just uh, creates the proper flex for the proper rider. You don't want to send an extra small rider out on a frame that just doesn't move at all. And uh, so we put a lot of time into making sure that that can't happen. Bosch not only provides a motor and a battery, there are more parts which make an e-bike. May I praise the remote for not having a cable? Yeah, these are some of the best details of the new Bosch system that we are super excited about. The wireless mode switch on the handlebar is so sweet. It's not that big a deal to have a wire from the switch to the frame, but it, it certainly makes for a cleaner cockpit without it. So on the Pro and the team builds with the SRAM wireless shifter, on the right side and the wireless Bosch mode shifter on the left side, everything just looks super clean. Also, the integrated display on the top tube is really nice. Besides turning the bike on and off, it shows the mode you are in with a color code. So there are five bars showing the remaining battery life, but each bar changes color between blue and white, effectively giving you 10 increments to precisely know where you're at with your range, which is super nice. Each bar starts out blue, and then when that bar is half used up, it turns it white, making it super simple to gauge your battery life. Another unique and cool feature is the lack of cable to the rear speed sensor. The speed sensor is internal to the motor, and the magnet is actually mounted on the rim's valve. 
So it's not something that affects performance, but it's a nice design t- detail that also helps clean up the bike. If, if I may add to that how, how good the software is, it is not important to everyone, but you can get even more out of your bike with the Bosch app. I don't want to go completely down this rabbit hole, but it's just, it's just amazing. I mean, fine-tuned amount of newton meters you get in addition to what you put on the pedals from 10 up to the maximum of 85 newton meters. You can fine-tune how the power is provided. All software updates from the Bosch system in the bike can be done over the air via the app, so there's no cable involved. And you even get a dashboard during riding and for navigation. So it it's pretty extensive. And one really smart feature is the so-called smart lock, which allows you to disable the motor from your app or when you are separated from your bike. So you can go grab a coffee or whatever. And if somebody tries to steal your bike, he may can pedal it away, but he he won't be able to use the motor for that. So that's kind of nice. And he couldn't turn it on. On the dashboard, Bosch went the extra mile. means you can track a lot of data, route, altitude, power output, reach, and how many miles or kilometers you have left in the battery. It shows battery life as a percentage so you can get very accurate with how much farther you can go we have a 625 watt hour and a 750 watt hours plus the range extender how far can you get on the bike kevin well you can really beat yourself down quite well with both of those batteries you know it really depends on the settings that you're riding in also your weight and the characteristics of the trail. But Bosch does have the calculator on their website, which uh, gives you an estimate. So you may need to add that if you're going to go out flat out all the time and stuff like that. You can do 30 mile plus rides with nearly 10,000 feet of climbing on the 750 watt battery if you're going to, if you're not going crazy with the turbo or race modes. What are some details specific to the Bosch system we may want to talk about, Chris? Well, we have a customized Bosch Pivot app to fine-tune the settings of the bike. There are a lot of nice features here, but one of the most interesting is that Bosch offers a lot of different modes for the bike. I think there are eight total options, including the race mode. However, actually on the bike uh, that you can choose from via the wireless controller on the left, uh, you can choose from four. So we selected our favorites to load on the bike, but we encourage riders to experiment with this feature and find the power profiles that you like most for your type of riding and riding style. So not only can you choose four from these seven or eight total, depending on which motor you have, you can also tune many of the rider pro or the power profiles on how the power comes on from each of those different selections. So you have, you have a lot of tunability, a lot of options to choose from. Let us dive a little bit deeper into how this bike can be precisely yours like yours. We discussed the low standover height and the right tuning between frame sizes. On many of our models, we offer adjustability via flip chips, making it easy to mullet it, like 27 in the rear, 29 up front. A bike which is just your flavor. Kevin, tell us about all the things a rider can do to get his very specific shuttle all-mountain. Yeah, we put a lot of time into making sure our bikes can be whatever the customer wants them to be. And the Shuttle AM is no exception here. As you mentioned, this bike can go full mullet. The BB height's adjustable. It's got water bottle mounts for bottles and other accessories. can take a range extender. The suspension curves have been designed to work with a coil shock as well as the air shock. Uh, We've got mounts for a dock tool. We spent 
a lot of time making sure you can run whatever might be your favorite accessories and components you might like. Personally, I like the handlebar tassels. It's a tassel. <laughs> I thought you liked the pink bell. <laughs> he also likes to run a baby blue basket on the front, too. <laughs> yes. Streamers on the end. The little, like, little like stringy things on the end of the handlebars on kids' bikes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember the smitten with kitten bike. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin runs very special setups. Maybe he was made to run them. I don't know. Maybe we like to play jokes on Kevin. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, Chris, this sounds like the one e-bike to rule them all. Is it? I think so. Most days, I mean, we've got three bikes e-bikes in our lineup right now. I have a particularly strong bond with the Shuttle AM. Uh, it's it's that bike which really enables you to make the most of a tiny time window if you work late and still need to fit your ride in because of your family life and whatever else you have going on. It also enables you to go huge distances and ride big terrain if you have a big time window. So uh, super versatile bike. The bike can be whatever you need it to be from that everyday getaway to your competitive race bike. Although you can go racing and I love that aspect of it. For me, e-bikes are really about fun and adventure. There's been so many times when I've been out on my my regular acoustic or, or muscle bike, as you Germans like to say, over the years when I've said to myself, man, it's a bummer that most people don't get to see the type of things you get to see on a mountain bike. For most normal humans, they'll never have access to the views, experience nature, and just just see the things we get to see and and what the mountain bike has allowed us to do. And with the e-bike, uh, it's, it's that experience, you know, amplified. It just opens up a huge amount of possibilities. Yeah, I'm not sure I can add to that. Uh, this bike really does fit that perfect middle category. It is the one bike you can count on for any ride. It's awesome. That sounds pretty epic, and I think I need to call Hans Zimmer to make a soundtrack for that bike. <laughs> make it all epic. Yeah, perfect. This is a good summary. You put it great together, Chris. I mean, it's a busy world out there. People working a lot and late, as you said. I mean, we are all a good example for that. And we are happy to get that opportunity to have such a bike and get out there and still have all these experiences. I mean, it's about those views, the sunsets and everything. Yeah, and banging out laps, getting getting the time in. Not to mention they're, all, they're also awesome for uh, recovery from injury. <laughs> if we three start talking about an, uh, our injuries we may need to start a second episode on this one because this may take longer than expected <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right thank you guys that's a wrap thank you perfect bye-bye